Welcome to the Pain Solutions Podcast. Dr. Wayne Fimister is a family physician with a special interest in chronic pain, whose passion is finding solutions for this epidemic problem facing one-third of the adult population. He is a clinical associate professor at the University of British Columbia in Canada and has developed one of the first online medical trigger point injection courses for doctors and nurse practitioners, a technique that is easily learned and implemented into the medical office of any doctor or nurse practitioner treating chronic pain. To get free access to Pain Solutions newsletter, blogs, and to register for his online course, simply register at www.waynefimister.com. On the podcast, Dr. Wayne brings together experts from various segments to share with you how they solve people's pain problems and how you can get this treatment too. And now, here's your host, Dr. Wayne Fimister. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the show once again. My special guest once again for the second time in several weeks is Dr. Mona Mubarak. Welcome, Mona. Hi. Okay, so Dr. Mubarak is a pain specialist in Ireland. She's trained in Ireland, the UK, and America, and also in Australia. And she's very qualified in what she does, and she's got a huge heart to help people, not just in person in Ireland, but also around the world. And we'll maybe be talking about that in subsequent podcast shows. And at the end, we're going to give you a link to see how you could get help from her in this climate with online services. But first, Mona, let's go and dive into the subject today of post-surgical pain. What is post-surgical pain? So it's really a complex topic, and I'm glad that you have started the conversation about post-surgical pain. It is touching people with pain after surgery. That's as simple as it is. If the pain is existing for less than three months after having the surgery, there is no problem. That's a normal course. We call it acute post-surgical pain. But the problem will be there if the pain is extending beyond the three months after surgery. And we call it at this situation, persistent post-surgical pain. Because now it turned from an acute stage to a chronic stage. So that is the simple definition of this problem. And how often are we seeing this in patients? It depends really on the type of surgery. So say different surgery has different percentage. There are surgeries like, say, thoracotomy. If someone went for a lung procedure through the keyhole surgery or they had incision in the chest for any reason. So this can be up to 60% of the patients who are left with persistent post-surgical pain, simply because this area in the chest is full of nerves under each rib. And these nerves are damaged or you know injured by way or another. And it is one of the very bad pain after surgery. So we need really to look after these type of patients because it can be treated. And the treatment is quite simple if we know what it is and what is the plan. There is post-mastectomy pain. So patients who had, you know, a mastectomy or breast removal due to cancer or stuff like this, they can be left with something we call it post-mastectomy pain. And this could be something between 40 to 50%. So again, quite common scenario. Even they can have more than post-surgical pain and we can call it actually phantom pain. So if you have like someone amputated his leg, because they remove the breast, they can be left with a phantom pain or post-amputation pain, which is a 
difficult one and need really someone who understands the pathology and how we treat this type of pain. So the percentage is different from one type to other. Of course, inguinal hernia, keyhole surgeries, all these have different percentages, but the highest would be this post-crocotomy. So up to 60% of cases you can get chronic pain. Wow, that's staggering. Yes, definitely. And the most interesting thing is that sometimes we can prevent this from happening. We can estimate and stratify the risk preoperatively because there are some patients at higher risk and some patients at lower risk. So we need to identify those patients and then we can give them some measures or do something to decrease the possibility of having this pain after. One of the simplest things is to identify patients with chronic pain problem who goes for surgery because these are the most vulnerable group who can develop actually pain after the surgery. And then depending on the type of surgery, depending on medications that they take, so many things. So the stratifying the risk is very important. And I believe preemptive analgesia, which means we give these patients a painkiller before the pain starts. Simply like if they have suracotomy or breast surgery or all of these difficult and big surgeries, they can have an epidural in place before they start the surgery or paravertebral block or something actually to block the pain pathway before the start. From my experience, I found this blocking the pain before it starts is much better and much easier than treating the pain after it happens. Just a question on that, a technical question for me is, I would think that this is a normal thing that's done every time you have a surgery, like post-mastectomy or thoracotomy. Is that not a routine practice to prevent the pain? Like you give the epidural and then they have the procedure. So that's normal. Are you talking about anything more than that? Very good question indeed. Yes, there are different things, but Surprisingly, you will find so many anesthetists do not give for epidural for having thoracic operation. Some of them give the epidural after the surgery or at the end of the surgery, where the surgeon actually put the, something catheter around the lung to infuse some painkillers at the end. So there are so many different things. It's not only epidural. And the surgeon with the anesthetist decide what's going to be the plan. But my main concern is if the patient is at high risk of developing chronic post-surgical pain, the plan should be to do it before and not during or after. So the patients, maybe our audience listening today, they can go and ask their anesthetist or their doctor to see an anesthetist to talk about this before the actual day when they get a general anesthetic to be put out so they get their procedures. Right? Definitely. Of course, when the patient knows the situation, they can highlight this to their anesthetist, to, to the surgeon, and they can discuss in advance. But the problem is when the patient do not know that he is at high risk or do not know that breast surgery could leave him or thoracic could leave him with pain after the operation. And these are higher percentage of problems. Like the amputation as well is one of the highest percentage to have post-amputation stump pain or phantom pain and so on. So, so there are certain types of surgeries. So I urge every patient, please, to discuss with the GP, discuss with the anesthetist and the surgeon what is the plan 
especially if this patient is already having chronic pain problems. Excellent advice. Well, thank you for educating me today. <laughs> you are very good. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've been in the OR. Well, saying that, I was in the OR in the last 10 years as a general practitioner here in Canada. But uh, no, it's a really good point because we just assume that the doctors know all these things and they're going to yeah. do the best thing for us. And the doctors are doing the best that they can within the scope of practice that they've always done. But here yeah. we're talking to you who's newly trained, right out of, you know, you spent 20 years doing this stuff and training yeah. and training and training and training and are all around the world. And what we're talking about right now is leading edge information that can really make a huge impact in this form of chronic pain called post surgical. Okay, so we've talked about prevention. What other things can the patient do before they go in for that surgery? Okay, they're talk to their needs, just talk to their surgeon, but what else can they do before they get in there? I think psychologically is very, very important factor as well, the anxiety level before the surgery. So I suggest that patients will read some information or you know the information leaflet or the Royal Colleges to find out information about what is the surgery and this actually education will alleviate the anxiety and the worry before the surgery the psychological thing is really important because i strongly believe anxiety and depression actually can increase hugely the amount of pain that can happen catastrophizing as well is one of the main things that is known in pain medicine it's not meaning that something is wrong with the patient but his personality is a boring personality so if he know he will be less worried and he will be more prepared and then he will be accepting what's coming and this is one common and simple thing in pain medicine we call it acceptance and commitment therapy so if he know, he will accept and he will commit to do what is supposed to be done. So information and education and to be prepared, to be psychologically and mentally ready for the procedure and to ask for help. Because if he say, you know, especially elderly population, they think that pain is a normal sequelae a normal part of their life. And they think that because they are old, they should be in pain at left in pain. Well, this is completely wrong. And this is a big part about chronic pain in elderly. There is chapters and chapters talking about this, how we assess pain in elderly. One of their main problems, they think, well, I'm old enough, I'm going to take it. It's not. We can help and we can always, you know, decrease this pain. So asking for help before, during and after, really, really important. And this is, I think, the patient part on this scenario. Excellent. I love that. I love that. We've talked about prevention. We've talked about the procedures and how frequent it is. So now the patients come through surgery and maybe they're one of the unfortunate ones that are experiencing this pain. What advice can we give for our audience who are in this situation right now? It really depends on the scenario, but always communicate, of course, with a GP and with a surgeon who did the operation. And if the situation is extended beyond the three months period and it's really getting into them and affect their quality of life, their sleep and all these things, do not leave it so long. Please do not leave it so long because when you leave it so long, you will allow the long term or the permanent 
changes to occurring in the central nervous system and the peripheral nervous system to occur. And you are turning a small problem that can be treated into a really chronic and difficult problem because now there is central sensitization happened in the nervous system. There is already sprouting and new nerves did happen and the communication between the sympathetic and parasympathetic and the main nervous system. You allowed now a pain memory to form. You allowed a bad experience to form. You allow so many things. So please, if the things are deteriorating and stay worse after three months, early intervention is the better. You mentioned a few big words there. Central sensitivity, that's when our nervous system becomes so sensitive that it just starts to feel pain instead of sensation or touch or pressure or you know, other normal things that we feel with our bodies. And you know, I love what you mentioned that the memory is developing. The memory. So there's this brain component and learning about pain. Sure. So all of a sudden our body's learning something it's not meant to be learning, but it is learning. It's called chronic pain. And then you got yes. this physical element where your nerves literally re-sprout. And it's really good to hear that and remind me because I came across that 20 years ago almost when I was training with Dr. Gunn here in Vancouver. And he was talking about the sprouting of the nerves growing yeah, yeah. In, in the <laughs> different areas. And that's why the nervous system is not working right because there's a physical thing, literally a physical thing going on in the areas where people feel that. So this is a whole body, mind-body experience that people are getting in post-surgical and also in all chronic pains. Okay, so thanks for touching on the explanation of that. Now, where do patients go now? You know, say they've had it for a long time. You know, you mentioned let's get in and treat it. But the reality is most people have had this for a long time, hence it's chronic and it's years. So is there hope for these people? Oh, definitely. I would be very, very optimistic about it, especially with the new technology and the presence of ultrasound and innovations. Myself, I have very good experience in treating these patients and I find these patients are the easy cohort of chronic pain patients to treat. They are really easy because their problem is a physical problem. And we can target these irritated nerves with ultrasound. For example, if there is, say, a keyhole surgery for a hernia or appendix, very simple stuff. Operation takes 30 minutes or one hour maximum. And then teenagers left with chronic pain in the groin, in the anterior thigh, going up in the tummy, and these pain was bad to the degree university was stopped working was stopped, no parties and social life, a huge amount of opioids was prescribed and this dumped down everything for the teenager. One injection with ultrasound targeting few nerves around the groin that is irritated, the problem was sorted completely. She is back to work, she's back to uni. She came very happy and her family, of course, was so thankful. So I think the patients and the population need to know there is a solution always. And if this is not a solu- that if this is not going to help, we target the other nerves. So it's a map. 
and we go to target mapping. Where is the nerve that is affected? I don't do mass injections because I need to find out exactly what is the nerve. If the first injection did help with this, then we can target with pulsed radiofrequency to adding some electricity in the future to buzz the nerve. But touch wood so far, all the patients that I have injected for these type of pain problems, they responded very well, actually. Even the suracotomy pain, maybe maximum we need to do a couple of repeats, but that's it. And it is sorted. So I'm very optimistic. I like this group of patients because really they respond. Wonderful. Well, listen, thank you so much for that quick overview of you know what it is and how we can treat it and how often people can have it. But really the take-home message is this is one of the best chronic pains to have if there's such a thing because yeah. there is... You're saying people can get rid of it. Wow. Yeah, 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 they can. What they need is just to ask for help. And they finish with the surgeon. There is nothing wrong with the surgery. This is most important to find out. There is nothing wrong in the surgery. They need to find out that they already left the anesthetist because he did his job and it's done. So they're now their target is the pain specialist. This is now the one only person who can help them if there is a bit of some anxiety and depression and psychological background they need might be a bit of psychology or CBT or stuff that like this to help them overcoming the bad experience. That's all. Yes, very well said. Yeah. Okay, Dr. Mubarak, I'm just going to share, I've got your details here. I'm going to share this. So if you want any resources or information, she's available on our website at www.paintreatment.co.uk. And you can email her at drmubarak, that's dr for doctor, mubarak at paintreatment.co.uk. And tell us about what is now on offer with online electronic consulting. How do people get a hold of you and get your help? Yeah, so actually with the recent COVID-19 and all this pandemic around the world, I did set up an e-consultation in my website and it's really easy. Patients can just look at the top of the website and they press the button, they choose the schedule. It's 45 minutes slots, so they don't have to do anything except to choose what time and they can do everything online. Also, I have started uh, new educational videos as well. It's called Dr. Mona's Videos in a gallery. So I'm giving full like program in detail about types of pain, different types of pain, trying to educate everyone. And if anyone has a specific question in a contact us page, he can just send his question and it will come to my email address and I will respond to him directly. Well, listen, thank you for doing that. You're very innovative, off the mark here. We need to be available for our patients and I honestly believe we need to be online and the situation in the world with COVID is just pushing us forward into a way where other people can get to us other than just in our office or in our clinics so definitely definitely this is the way forward now there are so many elderly patients who cannot travel even without the covid there are so many patients who just 
they are in so much pain, they can't go physically to the clinics. So I think that e-consultation was already existing, but with these circumstances, all the Royal Colleges now is encouraging us to do it. And I believe, for, especially for chronic pain patients, because the amount of pain and sometimes depression and social anxiety to meet anyone, maybe the e-consultation will be a very, very good option for them. Well, listen, thank you so much. I know we're going to be talking again on the show. So it'd be great to get you back on and talk more about what you're up to and more about education and how we can move forward with our solutions. And I love your video title. What is it called? Yes, it's called Dr. Mona Obara Chronic Pain Solutions. There we go. Bang in the middle of the 21st century pain solution. So thank you so much. It's good to see you. It's good to talk. And we'll look forward to the next one. Thanks. Bye-bye.